The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Well, now, uh, last week we touched on the issue of calf welfare after a video of calves being abused sparked some controversy online. And Pete the Vet, uh, Pete Wedderburn, wants to take a look at some uh, related issues. Uh, Pete, good morning good and morning. welcome. Good morning. Um, that brief comment you made uh, last week, um, by and large, animal welfare, are we okay with it here? Well, uh, in, in fact, in Europe, animal welfare standards under legislation are generally very good. It's one of the big differences between Europe and North America and indeed many other parts of the world. But um, I think that the the problem is that the the legislation, while the legislation in Europe is very, very good and um, it's got a high standard to say that it means that animals generally have a life good living and um, they they should um, be slaughtered without uh, pain or fear. That's what the legislation says. The problem is that in many, many cases the legislation isn't consistently implemented. And there are some just some, some specific areas where animals do suffer as a consequence of the legislation not being actually carried out. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that um, farmers don't like it when I mention this because they well, they don't like being criticised and I understand that and appreciate that. But I do think we need to be objective about animal welfare. So what sort of things uh, should not be happening? Well, there are, there, are, there are three areas that I would focus on. First of all, pigs. And I'd say in pigs, the problem is the main issue is routine tail docking of pigs. Um, the fact is that the majority, the vast majority, over 99% of Irish pigs have their tails routinely docked within days of birth. Why is that? They, that, the reason for that is that it, it's done to reduce the incidence of tail biting, and indeed tail biting does cause serious welfare and production losses. If it happens, pigs chew each other's tails. But the thing is that the reason why pigs bite each other's tails is excessive stress that's caused by a range of factors that primarily includes overcrowding, poor housing and barren environments. And rather than improve the conditions in which pigs are kept, Irish farmers, like most EU farmers, I have to say, they continue to use tail docking to manage the problem. And is that against the law? That's against the European law. And it's just, it's not enforced. Across Europe, it's not, I'm not picking Irish farmers, across Europe, it's not Mm. enforced. Uh, And it's a real shame because pigs do suffer as a consequence. Uh, What about beef cattle? And sheep. Beef cattle and sheep. The issue there, I mean, generally, most Irish beef cattle and sheep, I have to say, they have great lives. I'm quite envious when I see some sheep out grazing in the fields and enjoying life. Yes. Um, there are some specific, specific issues, though, which is, in particular, um, castration and dehorning or disbudding of cattle and castration and tail docking of sheep. Now, this is done on millions of farm animals every year without the use of any anaesthetic or painkiller. Now, it's quite legal in young animals and scientific evidence shows that the pain caused by the procedures in young animals wears off, you know, fairly quickly. But the problem is the pain is much more severe and longer lasting in older animals and at the moment it's illegal to castrate cattle over the age of six months or dehorn calves over the age of two weeks or dock lambs tail over the age of eight days without using anaesthesia or painkillers. Yet that's what that's happens. That's going on. And that's right across Europe again. Um, I don't know about Europe. I know I'm talking about Ireland and that particular issue. Right. And dairy cattle? The last issue with the dairy cattle is, is what we were talking about last week is, is 
the, the live export of calves. And the problem with that problem there is that there's been a massive increase in the dairy herd in recent years um, because they, you know, they took away the quotas. And what that means is that there's overcrowding on many dairy farms and um, there's a proliferation of very low value so-called bobby calves. And these are male calves that because they're not bred for beef production, they, they're pretty much useless because obviously they're not producing milk. So nobody wants them because mm. you can't, they can't be reared for, for meat. They can't be used for milk. So they're, they're basically rejects. And so there's stories, anecdotal stories of neglect on some farms and even rumours of some 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 um, uh, calves just being allowed to starve to death because nobody wants them. This has been a huge issue in New Zealand over a number of years, and it's beginning to be an issue now in Ireland because of what's happened with... And are with they the no use for veal? Well, they, they, they could be used for veal if they were... It, if they were bred slightly differently, if they were bred to grow more quickly, and also if there was a veal market in the U, a, a, a veal farming system in this country, which there isn't, which is why they're exported, which is what the, the videos that we saw going on. Um, the so, forthcoming European and local elections, I mean, is there any political impetus that people can bring to bear on candidates? Well, there is. If people are concerned about this, there's no doubt that the different political parties all take a very different stance to one another. Um, and it's, it's hard for, for us to work that out sometimes because it's such a small part of the overall picture. But there is a very good new website called the Party Partyforanimalwelfare.ie and the Partyforanimalwelfare.ie what they've done is they've gone through all the difficult political parties' policies and responses to emails and all the rest, and they've given them a grade out of 100 as to how good they are on animal welfare. And I think it's a really useful way to get an understanding, an overview of, of what's happening in the political system as far as animals are concerned in this country, because a lot of people rightly are concerned about animal welfare. Um, there's a group um, who want to take a number of measures for animal welfare, including banning fur farming. Not many mm. people disagree with that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Ban fox and badger hunting and culling. Yeah. Ban live hair coursing, uh, hair netting. Ban puppy farming. Tackle Ireland's equine crisis. Ban jump racing for horses. Now, there's one that people would probably say, hang on a second. Yes. Well, I mean, as in any area, there are extremes um, and there are some people would take, if you like, an animal rights view of the world rather than animal welfare view of the world. Animal rights means that you animals should be treated just like humans should be treated and no more than you would um, chase people over over jumps, force them to run when they might not want to run, should you do that to animals in their view. So, you know, some people are absolutely against using animals for entertainment. Now, obviously, those views are unlikely to become become, um, accepted across the board in Ireland, but you need to have people campaigning for those views in order to get any budge in the right direction, and I suppose that's what this is about. It's about people expressing their democratic voice, and the election are an important time to do that. So do go there partyforanimalwelfare.ie read their stuff and um, you'll find out more Okay, questions coming in we've recently moved home and our 7 year old cat Millie has settled in quite well but is scratching the furniture and the carpet what is the best solution the best solution is to accept that cats do scratch it's a natural behaviour and they do it to mark their territory um, and it makes them feel good as well and it stretches their joints and their muscles and so on so what you should do is provide decent scratching posts that means ones that are quite high vertical ones that go up maybe 3 foot high and also horizontal scratching posts people don't think about that but horizontal surfaces so they can scratch along the ground. So so they'll go to the place where they get most satisfaction out of scratching and that might not therefore include your furniture if you have a better option for them. That's exactly the idea. Okay. A person who insists on feeding their cats dog food, I'm told they don't know the difference. That's a concern for me. Can you advise? Yes, it's the wrong thing to do because dog food can can include quite a lot of non-meat ingredients, whereas cats are obligate carnivores. 
There are certain nutrients that cats absolutely need to get that they can only get from meat, and therefore they have to have a higher meat diet than dogs. So while dogs can thrive on cat food, cats cannot routinely thrive on dog food, so you shouldn't do it. So it should be cat-specific, the food. My daughter has a small crossbred uh, rescue dog, one-year-old. Every time someone calls to the house, she pees on the floor with excitement. Any cures from Seamus? That's called submissive urination, and it's very common. I see it a lot as a vet because dogs are quite nervous when they come to the vet sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'll be just greeting them, and next thing this puddle appears underneath them. So it's to do with being very anxious, and, um, and the best answer is for a dog to become less anxious. So with, a, with a, 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 a young rescue dog, perhaps it's not surprising that they're a bit nervous about the world still. The general idea is you introduce them gradually to a whole range of different experiences and give them positive experiences so they get little treats and rewards and they don't get overstressed and usually as they mature they do get over it. Uh, our three and a half year old Jack Russell is a nightmare. If any stranger comes to the door um, he obviously is a nightmare. He, if he escapes God help the person if they're scared of dogs. He's already bitten a hole in a couple of people's trousers. He doesn't bite but just bites their clothes and I dread my kids' friends coming over, over even though some of them are very good about it. It's stressing me out. He also barks the window incessantly when a stranger walks past which is really loud. I would really appreciate some help. Well, he sounds like he's an exceptionally territorial little dog. He is just doing his job in his wee mind. He's looking after your home and he's keeping out strangers and potential burglars and robbers and attackers. So essentially what you have to do is you have to somehow get him deconditioned to doing this. He's learned that it's a great thing to do and he's learned that it's fun and he finds it fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult for you, I have to say. You're not going to be able to manage to do this by yourself. You really do need to engage with a good behaviourist who will go through absolutely every aspect of how he reacts like this and they'll teach you how 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 to tone things down for him. It's not easy though because he's got strong instincts to be protective. Uh, and a final one before you go to Facebook Live. Um, this one, a 13-year-old Labrador gone missing from home since yesterday, rural location. He has been poorly and on heart medication, slowing down gracefully. Do dogs leave or hide to help themselves pass on? That's a really interesting question, and it's something that people have often said, that animals, if you like, go away to die. I, nobody's ever done a study of that or whatever, so there's no evidence that they definitively do it. I think you could say that in general, a dog that's, elderly and unwell probably does have a sense that things aren't right inside them and sometimes in looking for looking for comfort they may just wander off somewhere just because they're feeling restless Um, and when they wander off somewhere when they find somewhere that seems comfortable well then they'll just settle down there and obviously if they're ill uh, um, and then they, they may well pass away there so um, it's hard to know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just say oh, it's fine. He's gone off to die somewhere. I think it's more likely that if if a dog does go off like that, they, they quite likely do need a bit of help. Um, and so it's well worthwhile going looking for them so you can find them. So that if they are in distress, you yeah. can make sure that they're passing. He's easy. unlikely to have been stolen because he's mm. so old. They yes. don't steal old dogs, and he's yeah. likely to, unlikely to have gone too far because yes. of his uh, heart ailment and so on. Exactly. But I, I think one of the great blessings we have in veterinary is that we have youth we can help animals to exit their lives peacefully and painlessly. So, but I would see if you can find him because he may well need your help.